0: Hey, it's Thomas Herzog here. So happy to be sharks for eight more years. I love playing in front of you guys. It's something special for me and I'm so happy I can keep doing it. Thank you guys for all the support and can't wait to see you in the tank. Sharks Territory, happy Sunday fun day to all of you out there. For most of us, already uh, Sunday night. Going to the late hours here. What's going on everyone, I'm Aaron James and this is the Shark City Podcast. The Sharks won today, thank goodness, or else this would have been a little bit of a downer to do as the last time we got together to talk Sharks hockey was on the 16th. It's been about four days. Sharks played three games in which they have with... Um, Pretty much one victory, not too impressive there, but at least they got uh, two points. Uh, Sharks failed to sweep L.A. Last time we got together, the Sharks are 3-0. Well, now they're going to be 3-1. Uh, they, they were shut out, so not much to cover <laughs> that game. Uh, the Avs smothered the Sharks at home. Uh, late rally was not enough to you know try to overcome the... Pretty big league that we gave away. Again, we'll get into that later. But, you know, that's the number one team in the NHL. So we practically handed the abs that game. And, uh, you know what? At least the Sharks were able to take out the Arizona Coyotes. So we'll focus more or less on that game as we wrap up the last few um, Sharks contests here in Shark City. All right, um, we're going to also end the podcast with, I mean, how can you not talk about the impending trade deadline? That's tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon. Um, You know what? With hurdle being signed, for some of us out there in Sharks territory, this kind of seems like, all right, like, probably nothing's going to happen. Nothing to, um, you know, no major headlines. But I'm still going to be interested to see if the Sharks have any intention of, you know, trying to readjust reconfigure, redefine what their roster will be for the remaining of the season, or perhaps even going into next year. All right, so let's jump into it. Um, sounds the Sharks had the chance to sweep LA. Um, Unfortunately, Sharks got shut out. They went zero and three on the power play, and committed six penalties. So you know that'll do it for you. Not um taking advantage of your opportunities on a man advantage and. To their credit, they killed five of those six uh, power plays or penalties against, but still um, just wasn't enough. Even though it was a 3-0 shutout, uh, James Reimer, who got the start in net, was still impressive. He had a .923 save percentage, making 24 saves on 26 shots. The third goal against was an empty netter. Um, What was really strange for most of us in Sharks territory that I think stood out, to you know, all of us fans, is that Bob Bugner happened to share that James Reimer was not 100% when he was playing in that game. So like most of you out there, we're wondering right away, why are you playing a goaltender who's not 100% when you have Zach Salchenko? Uh, not that that mattered much, because Zach Salchenko did get the call the next night, so it was another one of those doubleheader nights Um, Thursday in L.A., which was kind of strange having to fly down there and fly back. Home and host the Avs on Friday evening. Uh, Chanko and the Sharks surrendered four goals in 25 minutes. Uh, the Sharks, as I mentioned earlier, tried to rally back. They scored three goals in another 20 minutes. So you know, pretty impressive. But it just was a mountain that was too high to climb. Appropriately, um, appropriately stated for you know the Avs number one team in the league. Um, and yeah, they left the shark tank on top of that mountain looking down at everyone else. So it was kind of, it was kind of starting to feel like the sharks were, um, falling off right after the whole big news. Last time we got together, we were reacting to Tomas Hurdle signing an eight year deal, an eight year contract extension for an average of a little bit over 8 million a year. So for a second, there's the Sharks fan. I'm thinking like, oh wow, okay, you guys are gonna start losing as soon as we, uh, you know, it's like, all right, fans, we got you hurdle, and now that's it. I'm just messing, but um, yeah, it was it was getting a little strange. I mean, the Sharks, even though they lost those games, they did not necessarily look like a bad team. Just more or less uh, not making the most of their opportunities and just giving giving some pretty um, I mean, I don't want to say soft. Some of those um, those shots on Salchenko were were uh, quite impressive, but yeah, I mean, if you were going to pretty much give away the game before it's halfway done, or you know you're going to commit a bunch of penalties and constantly play short-handed, that's a recipe for disaster. And sure enough, the Sharks did not get any points. Um, so thank goodness tonight the Sharks devoured the Coyotes. Um man, you know what? The one goal that stood out for me was Noah gregor He had a nasty goal. He hit the brakes in the trapezoid and he put the puck in the net in like a wraparound fashion, but he did it on the backhander. It was just so so uh so clean, so sexy. That's the kind of stuff that you usually see on NHL twenty two, right? Anyways, um he had himself a game. He had himself a game. He set up the first goal um of the contest twenty seconds in. He did it by like dumping the puck. He, he, he said the puck into like the back of the net, like off the glass. And uh, he chased it down with that, with that great speed. And then he swiftly feed the puck to Cogliano in the slot. And uh, that shot crossed the goal line with a little bit of luck. Benito Skate flex the puck in, and he's credited for the fastest goal to start a game this season. Uh, that was shared by Sharks uh, Public Relations on Twitter. The previous fastest goal was 38 seconds, and that was Tomas hurdle uh, at Seattle, and that was a uh, January 20th. So, uh, you know, Sharks' uh, main guys coming through. It was it was kind of, it was kind of interesting because Randy Hahn was speaking of Timo Meyer at the beginning of the game, saying how he's closing in on 30 goals a season. He scored tonight, 26 of the year. Uh, it was a one timer from like the face off circle, and he just picked the right corner, top shelf. Be- it was a beautiful, beautiful shot. Um, I think he even like made the water bottle like give that little thing a splash, Maybe have knocked it off the net. Not too sure about that, but I did see it pop in the air, anyways. Um, Randy Hahn was speaking about how they would like to see Timo Meyer get to that elite goal scorer status this season. Um, you know, there's an abundance of 30 goal scores in the league, but very few 40 goal scores. So it'll be nice to see, um, if Meyer can ex- essentially step up to that challenge. I don't know if it was necessarily, you know, a challenge by Randy Hahn, but I do know that this season that's kind of been Meyer's trend. Um, you know, very beginning of the year, he was kind of like, you know, being benched during the game. Or being moved off of the line. And then he responded with, you know, this great season, historical in terms of uh, his career and for Sharks, scoring five goals in a game, setting the franchise record, being elected to the NHL All Star game to represent the Sharks in the Pacific Division. So, you know, Meyer has, you know, he stepped up. And um, if there's any doubt in anybody's mind that he is one of the premier uh, wingers in the league. You know, this season, I believe, you know, he definitely showed his worth and hey, you know, um, we'll see if in a year he could essentially be a part of this core that the Sharks are building around with those whole eight year contracts that all the fan base out there just loves so much. Anyways, um, Rudolph bosser has got an empty netter to seal the deal. And um, yeah, so you know the last game between the Desert Dogs and Los Tiburones is in Arizona. That's on March 30th, toward the end of the month. Sharks actually have another back-to-back game that um, that um, end of the month in March, the 30th and the 31st. Um, actually, you know what? Before I move on any further, can we just speak about the obvious? The only thing that could have made this game any better for sharks fans in sharks territory would be if the sharks wore their heritage jerseys i mean do you know how triggering it can be for a sounding sharks fan to see the kachina jerseys in the building and not the greatest hockey jersey of all time i'm just saying the sharks have to do it next season i mean this season i don't blame them for not doing it i don't understand why they got rid of the heritage threads and most of you out there, especially after that performance against the Yavs, are not big fans of the Stealth jersey. Um, I actually think that they're one of the better dark alternates that the Sharks have had recently since Black Armor back in like the early 2000. But... Um... Yeah, I would have loved to have seen the Sharks play in their heritage jerseys and just have that, like, old-school heritage, old time hockey feeling. But we'll see. Maybe next season. And, you know, that also brings me to uh, another question, which is, like, why are the Sharks, like, why haven't they, like, announced any incorporation of their new Adidas Team Classics jersey? So for those of you out there who are not aware, the Sharks released, or Adidas, actually, I should say, released... Uh, a Team Classics like um, lineup. And they're throwing it back to the original look of the Salzy Sharks Heritage jersey. That's on sale right now at NHL.com. Um, pretty solid for an authentic Adidas jersey. It's like a $150. Bucks. Um, that's uncustomized, of course. That's just the jersey without the lettering or the, or the numbers. But still, we haven't seen that style of jersey in production since the 90s, okay? Um, the last three, or excuse me, the last two previous throwback carriages jerseys have always been with um, in style and respect of the current manufacturer. So the 25th anniversary with Reebok and then last season with Adidas. Um, however, they've always been a representation of that original look with the current um, template, I guess is the best way to say it. These jerseys that just got released, like, at the beginning of the month, just a couple of weeks ago, they were, um, they are the only jerseys to have that, like, V-neck-looking, old-school, inaugural-style look. And I am surprised that the Sharks have yet to say, hey, we're going to play some of these games in these jerseys. I mean, they did it for the reverse retros. I have no idea why they wouldn't do it for these jerseys. I mean, that right there, in my opinion, is, like, um... It doesn't get any better, right? I mean, everything has been a heritage and throwback, but this has been like the truest to its like original form that we've gotten since the early 90s. And I'll be quite disappointed if the sounds like Sharks do not play a single game in them, especially considering that they played uh, four games in those pretty awful-looking uh, dorsal gray, autonomically correct, we'll give them credit for that, but Sharks jerseys. And they went zero and four in those, so... Uh, for those of you out there who you know are keeping track of curses like you like to say with the stealths um you know the sharks have played in worse anyways moving on that's my uh, pretty much tangent for this episode and considering that it's a late hour we're going to probably have one of the more quicker episodes of the shark city podcast uh, of course you can interact with us might as well just do this um you know shameless pug now you can always interact with the podcast on facebook twitter Excuse me, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube—not Twitter. You can always interact with our account on Twitter. Uh, all those will be found under the username at uh, Shark City Hockey, and of course, there's the Speakpipe podcast messaging service. Uh, this is not an ad. I'm just simply saying, if you want to message the podcast for free do it online, like a like a voicemail, you know, leave us a message, and you do that at Speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. And you get up to five minutes to give us your take on all things Sharks hockey. All right, enough with the plugs. Let's move into what we should all really be talking about. The trade deadline. Okay, so Joe will has been talking about how the Sharks are going to be listeners. They're not necessarily going to be selling. They're not going to be buying. They're going to be listening. Okay, so in other words, if it's in the best interest of the club, then yeah, we'll be listening to those, um, proposals. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm just going to report to you the information that I've collected over the past few days and how it seems to kind of, um, you know, play an overall, like, um, like how it plays on the overall, like, um, Picture of who may potentially be moving from the Sharks roster uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Okay, so uh, first and foremost, we will speak on Bob Bugner. So Bob Bugner tonight, after the, the game at post game during his interview, he made a comment that I thought was pretty, uh, pretty important. In terms of like what the Sharks may be doing in terms of transactions tomorrow. So he was talking about leaving their flight to Calgary. He had mentioned that they'll be leaving San Jose later than usual. So they'll be boarding their flight and leaving San Jose to Calgary later than usual. To quote unquote get all the hockey business aside and focus on the guys who get on the plane. All right so right there the head coach okay the head coach is anticipating and i would guess that the sharks are prepared to actually have some moves because they're already accommodating for those transactions as in part of as part of their you know um their plan or their itinerary so to speak so they are taking into account that hey um, we're going to leave a little bit later because um, these moves got to get done aka the hockey business side of things and then his comment on focus on the guys who get on the plane, to me that's just saying, hey, everyone that may be on the roster tonight or people that may have been skating in the game against the Coyotes will not necessarily be the same players that jump on that plane to head to Calgary with us. So with that being said, uh, here are some of the names of the potential players that have been reported to be, I won't say on the trade block since the assistant general manager Joe Will is saying that you know they're listening so obviously, if they're not buying or selling, then I can't, you know, we can't necessarily say that these players are on the trade block. But these are the reportedly potential players that have been getting interest from the league. And, and that is Andrew Cogliano, Alexander Barabanov, Jacob Middleton, and James Reimer. All right. So I want to start off with Andrew Cogliano. So for me, that makes the most sense to move the player who is clearly, and I mean this with all respect, clearly a seasonal placeholder. Okay, Cogliano has brought the veteran depth, but this is the time of the season when you incorporate the youth. Uh, The 34-year-old former first-round draft pick is set to be an unrestricted free agent next season. So if you're looking for a rental player, if you're looking for somebody, you could have an impact. He has 14 points in 55 games with the Sharks. Um, not too bad for someone that you'd figure was just going to hold it down on the third or fourth line, which he has done pretty much throughout the whole season, like right there with Benino. Um, which I might say is an, another name that I'm surprised isn't on this list of people that may have potential interest. But for me... Cogliano was the rental skater, and again, I I mean that with all due respect, but he was obviously somebody that was just a fix for right now, and I believe that if the Sharks can get some return for him, it's just going to be a win-win situation. Because I don't see Cogliano re-signing with the Sharks. I don't see them extending him an offer next season. Especially when you got the likes of Tomas Hertel, um, And um, having his 8-year deal. Now playing an effect on the salary cap. And then you have to worry about signing someone like Meyer next season. Extending him a deal. I don't see the Sharks uh, spending unnecessary salary cap space on players that don't have a long-term future with the franchise um with that being said alexander bear is another shark who's said to become an unrestricted free agent this offseason and i'll admit this this name to me was shocking it was really shocking to hear his name uh be brought up because um the way bog booner has treated him all season like he's been the number one winger in on the club Uh, Bear Bonoff has been assigned with Hurdle and Meyer for the majority of the 2021-2022 season, and um, with those, obviously they're having their own great years, Hurdle and Meyer, Um, but with those three on the line, that was the second most scoring line this season. So um, for those of you who want to know who generated more goals besides Hurdle, Meyer, and Bear Bonoff, we've covered it before on this podcast, and that's Couture, Dahlin, and Meyer. And hopefully, speaking of Dahlin, hopefully he's all right. I mean, the guy took a pretty nasty shot to the face, and, um, you know, I mean... He just got back in the lineup, and I know he's a tough guy, and I know he's going to be able to go out there and skate it out, and he'll be fine. But, you know, some of these some of these guys, when they return to the game or sometimes they get into the game, as we have been able to um, see, that's been a trend this season, like with Reimer. Uh, sometimes they're in the game and they're not 100%. Uh, same thing happened to Matt Nieto the other uh, the other game. He was hit. He obviously was uh, not playing in tonight's game against the Coyotes, but he was hurt. And he finished that game, but he wasn't available uh, for tonight's contest. So let's hope that Dolan, um, that that injury isn't going to affect him and his production, you know, because the way I see it is with the trade deadline being done tomorrow, you know, that's it. We have the club locked down. And in my opinion, we start incorporating these young players and spend the rest of the 2021-2022 NHL calendar year on getting some NHL experience for some of our younger um, talent. Um, so Jacob Middleton is just another name, you know, that's been thrown out there. And we don't want to necessarily say confirmed uh, a couple of podcasts ago. We mentioned how Middleton says that it's exciting to hear his name be, you know, kind of tossed around out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, he wants to be a shark. So, uh, you know, is this just another, rumor that's circulating out there. Uh, we've heard these kind of talks of players potentially being dealt. Um <laughs> ironically enough, uh the same kind of thing has been going on uh with Hurdle leading up to his most recent, you know, uh re-signing. And then uh same thing happening before the season began during the, the NHL draft. They're talking about Meyer being dealt. So is this another one of situations where Jacob Middleton like is there actually any like um is there anything solid to support this or is this just kind of like a, a way to, you know, sell articles? Uh Pierre LeBron of the TSN and Athletic says that um the Sharks, he tweeted this out a few days ago. Sharks could easily keep Jacob Middleton. They've been talk they've been taking calls on him, but unless someone pays their price, he's a guy they value in their lineup and happy to stick with him. So we will be interesting to see a team pays up or not in the next 28 hours or so. Uh so again um it seems to be like there is some um you know there's there's some valid, you know, cause to, you know, see middle to perhaps depart from the sharks tomorrow by noon. Uh, it's going to be very interesting manic monday. I, you know if you um if you're trying to keep up with all the uh, trade deadline deals, um, man, it's going it's to be exciting times. It really is. It's some, something about the trade deadline, kind of like the NHL draft. It's one of those things where it's like, um, even if your team's not involved, which a lot of fans are feeling, that's not going to be the case with the Sharks. Um, I think everyone was on the edge of their seat expecting that blockbuster deal, that franchise changing transaction hurdle traded to whichever place that you know would have potentially wanted him which may have been every team um but with him being locked up until the end of the decade uh for some sharks fans that was pretty much the trade deadline drama like all of it that they're interested in um but hey you know we still have some players out there that are gaining interest and middleton seems to be one of the um confirmed players we'll see uh, James Reimer, in my opinion, I've been sharing this often, I'll I'll own up to it, you know, with uh, Aiden Hill, whenever he's healthy, and Zach Sotchenko. do you really have a need for, you know, two goaltenders making more than $2 million for the next two seasons? Uh, Reimer and Hill are both inked until the end of next year, but, you know, with our goaltender death, do you really need Aiden Hill or James Reimer? Well... Sharks gave up a second round draft pick for Aiden Hill, so getting rid of him would make absolutely zero sense. James Reimer was signed on the free agency. He's inked again. He has another $2.25 million to make next season. Um, And again, he's one of those players that was supported by Pierre LeBron of TSN and The Athletic that James Reimer is um, garnering interest. Sharks don't need to move him. He's got another year but teams are calling. Could be an interesting one. That's what he tweeted out again a couple days ago. Um, interesting enough, Curtis Pashalka of the Mercury News reports that Bugner said about Reimer, and I quote, you know, with a guy like that already under contract, I would like to think he's pretty safe. And I think Reimers probably would agree with that. Uh, unquote. So, you know, you have kind of a country... Predicting message there when it comes to the uh, insiders that you know the experts and the bench boss so if I had to put my money on what the organization is saying which is what Bob Boner is saying then I was it seems to be that James Reimer will still be a Shark uh, come one o'clock tomorrow <laughs> we'll see we will see um, I remember it was the athletic who also reported, I believe Edmonton had interest in him. I don't see that making sense. I, I believe I, um, spoke on that a couple of podcasts ago, so I'll save, uh, the repetition here. Um, so I actually asked some of you fans out there in sharks territory, uh, who do you think will be traded? And the number one name that popped up without surprise was Middleton. Um, that's a safe bet to make considering, uh, all the buzz surrounding his name. Um, to be fair, it was kind of split down the middle. Some of y'all were like, hopefully not Middleton. And the rest of y'all are like, oh yeah, definitely Middleton. Um, another one of those split down the middle was Reimer. That's the second most name to come up. Uh, James Reimer being on the, you know, uh, again, not necessarily trade block. Because we're listening, right? We're not selling. We're not buying. We're listening. But yeah, Reimer's name, again, is another uh, player that, most fans suspect will be dealt away tomorrow. Um, again, he's kind of another one of those, um, you know, fans have a place reserved for him in their heart, so to speak, hoping that rhymer stays as well. And then for the most, you know, the remaining of you out there, you're thinking, um, you know, there's going to be no deals. Uh, nothing, nothing's going to be done just based off of the language that, you know, the front office is using, right. Um, you know, they're listening they're, they're not buying or selling. They're listening. According to some of the experts in TSN and the Athletic, the Sharks are taking calls. But if it's not worth their while, they're just going to keep these players. Me, personally, I think it makes sense to get uh, to move Cogliano. I think it makes sense to move James Reimer. Not too sure if the Sharks are willing to part ways with Alexander Barabanov. And, um, you know, Jacob Middleton... I'm sure he would be a great fit for any NHL club. And the sharks apparently are asking for a second round draft pick. So if they want to, you know, even if they want to rent Middleton, because he's going to be an unrestricted fee agent or he will, excuse me, he will have some restrictions if I'm not mistaken. If he doesn't play X amount of games by the end of the year, he kind of, um, has the ability to have a little bit more, um, more control of his future in terms of, you know, the whole like contract negotiations. That's the best way of saying it. He's going to be a uh, group six, uh, unrestricted free agent, do your homework, figure out what that means. But, um, <laughs> bottom line is, um, if no one's willing to give the sharks what they want, and from understanding the conversation is pretty high, it looks like they are trying to, um, they're trying to get back a second round pick in which they traded away for a hill, right? Um, if teams aren't willing to do that, then expect Middleton and his mustache to remain in Shark City. And there we have it. That's just about as much speculation as I could think of in terms of you know who may or may not be around. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the Sharks roster looks like in about 12-13 hours from now. It's going to be pretty interesting, to say the least. Um, some players that I think are sleepers and could be on the move for Sharks are Bonino. I could see um, Bonino being on um, the trade block or alerts for us. And I have to say this, and this might sound extreme, but this is like my wild card, okay? I would go as far as saying Timo Meyer. If the Sharks are looking to get compensation, like in terms of draft picks while freeing up cap space, Meyer has made a name for himself. And in my opinion, you got to capitalize on this stock while it's high because this is a want and like, how do I say this properly? You know, we may not get this chance to sell this guy. I know we're not selling, I know we're not buying, we're listening. (laughs) but uh to move meyer now would probably be in my opinion the it would make the most sense because you never know if his production value or his trade value pardon me will ever be as high as it is now being that he's in the all-star year he has five goals in a game i mean can this be just simply because again you know um the sharks when it comes to their superstar talent i mean they're they're pretty much limited this isn't the stacked sharks team that we're used to seeing over the years i mean there's a reason why meyer is you know why meyer and hurdle are carrying the load you know what i'm saying and um, all i'm trying to get at is you know will meyer be able to have more seasons like this you know coming you know in in the following years or is this just kind of like a, a one you know, one term deal considering the circumstances as in, you know, the Sharks, you know, they may not be the most offensively stacked team. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, um, devalue him. I'm just simply trying to say like his value is at the highest and at, at, that it's ever been in his career right now. So on one side of this coin, the Sharks have one more year to you know, see if he wants to stay and offer him a contract, a whole like Tom Wash hurdle thing again next season. Or, you know, if the Sharks may find themselves in a, you know, situation with the salary cap space and may, you know, r- risk not being able to sign Meyer, if he doesn't have a great year like he's having now, I mean, we may risk not getting the best compensation we can. So that's all I'm going to say about moving Timo Meyer. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not, but that's my wild card. Okay, that's my wild card. Um he was rumored to go for a defenseman um in like New Jersey or some stuff like that at the beginning of the um like during the first round of the NHL entry draft for uh, 2021. So I wouldn't be shocked to, you know, see his um his name just randomly brought out. But we'll see. Anyways, uh, thank you all for spending some time this evening with me. It is just slightly past 11 o'clock in Pacific Standard Time, or as I like to say, Shark City time. Um, I'm Aaron James Macias. Thank you for um, stopping by on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook to talk Sharks hockey. By all means, uh, join the conversation. Don't be shy. Leave a comment no matter where you are which platform you're enjoying the show on tonight. I will receive it and we will respond or by all means drop a voice message and get your voice on this show because the most important voice in sharks territory is your own, right? It's yours out there. Anyways, um, check out the whole entire, um, season. This is our 20th episode. Thank you to everyone. By the way, it's 20 episodes. I know it's not a big deal, but, um, i never honestly when we when we first launched this back in january um i didn't really know um where it would go but the fact that we're 20 episodes in deep and we're you know we look like we're still going strong i just want to go out you know just say thank you i just want to go off to tonight's show with a big thank you thank you for your support thank you for following uh, check out the web page sharkcityhockey.com you can find all the previous episodes and uh, you know stay t- stay locked on our stories put the uh, live notifications on right now after we end the show. Uh, Cause you never know when we're going to, you know, drop it on the mic. <laughs> no set schedule here. Just, you know, doing it, um, you know, just do it on the fly. Anyways, uh, with that being said, everyone have a great evening. Best, have a best, uh, you know, week ahead of you. It's going to be crazy weather here in shark city. It's supposed to be, you know, um, pretty hot. Uh, i supposed to be like that almost everywhere across the country. So, um, you know, for all you out there, be safe, take the appropriate measures. Um, until next time, uh, I am Aaron James this is the shark city podcast. And, um, as always, we're going to end the show by saying, let's go sharks.